0: You pull your notes as we get into this. This is going to be a two week series. And it's on trusting, as you can tell in your notes. There are some things I want to teach you, share with you about trust. I want you to feel this today. I want you to know what you haven't known before. It's hugely important because for so many believers, there's, there's a trust factor, but it really ain't trust. You can tell by the way they walk in their lives. They don't trust God; they trust themselves. They don't trust in what God can do; they trust in what they can do. And so they continue to walk in a way that is very contrary to the very life that is within them. And then they get miserable and they get upset and they blame God for a lot of things that God had nothing to do with. It. So, anyways, I want to get into some understanding. I'm going to be taking a look today at John's Gospel. We're going to start in chapter 13 and at 36. Now, just let me preface this, and we're going to walk through this, and and, uh, I'm I'm going to end it probably before I want to, but this is the time before his sufferings. And this really, what it does is it takes in chapter 13 all the way through chapter 17, but In chapter 13, read it with me. It says, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow until you have denied me three times. Now, let me tell you this. Somebody, we don't really know who, but somebody back in the 1200s put in chapters and verses within the Scripture. They were put there for convenience. I think they're great. But sometimes, because it's, it's, it's not... And it's, it, it gets it all wrong, okay? And this is one of those. So what I want to do is I want to read this to you in the original text, in the original manuscript. And so it goes like this. Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. So that it right together that do not let your heart be troubled was spoken directly to Peter and then to the others but it was peter who had received this devastating news that he will deny that he even knew Jesus before the dawn of the next day and now everybody I mean Everybody relates to Peter. Peter's this, this burned guy, right? And 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 there's there's been, there's been this time together with all the disciples. I mean, and 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 Jesus, that as they're sitting there that night, Jesus has been desperately troubled. He's been upset, and then he says, "One of you, one of you, going to betray me?" No. <laughs> You know, like, like I mean, these are a band of buddies, right? They've been tight. They've been with each other for the last three years following Jesus. And now he says, one of them is going to betray him? <laughs> because that's beyond their comprehension. And you can see it's like Peter, who's mouthing this across the table to John, who is, you know, he, he's just sitting there and he's saying, and Peter's going, So John points to Jesus and says, "Jesus, you talking about?" That. And Jesus said, "Remember, the one that I get the bread in the stew and give it to, that's the one." But, but that's another story for another time. It, it's it's that aspect that's what I want to get to. One of you will be crazy. One of you will be crazy stir them up. It's not me. It's, it's, it's not me. I mean, I, I could never, I could never do something like that. And Peter, if you read specifically in, including how Matthew puts it, and, and then even Mark, they all write this in, in, in their Gospels, but they each come at it a different way. Each one is remembering something else. And if you read that and put them together, Peter really is being mean here. Well, all of you may deny him and walk out of him, but I would never do that. I would die for him. He's not only making a boast to Jesus, but in making a boast to Jesus, he's demeaning everyone else at the table. You bunch of wins. I mean, whoever he's talking about, it, it sure isn't me. He must have read out of friends, and influence people, I guess. I don't know. But he stands and compares himself to them in the most precocious like, way you can come up with. And then he says it directly to Jesus. You. You know I would never leave you. I will go with you to death if necessary. Jesus responds to it. And I love the way Jesus does it because it's so frail. It's just, those oh, Simon. Simon. I, I find that interesting. Simon has be called, hasn't been called Simon in months. Simon was, remember, his given name. The word in Hebrew means what? Shifting sand, and it's like it's like the 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 the, the, the name is like getting your feet in the mud and then th- sucking it out kind of thing. Simon, shifting one. I don't I don't know how he got the name to be honest with you. Jesus met him and he says, "You're Simon," but I'm calling you Peter. Peter means literally the very opposite. It means solid rock. But Jesus reverts and goes all the way back and calls him son. Telling everyone how great you are. And and, and as a result of that, I, I mean, the, the reality is, is that Look at my devotion to you. But the truth is, he's just weak. He's shifting sand. That's all he is. And he says, Jesus said those terrible words. That before you hear the rooster crow, you will have denied me three times. you want not to get in the future. I, I really do. We, we just read it. Yeah. Any anyway. Can you, can you imagine? I mean, there's more here to it, but 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 suppose, suppose I said to you, okay, suppose I said that before Monday morning, some of you will be so ashamed of me that you will deny that you even knew me. when one of you will betray me to the FBI. I'm trying to say here? that it. Peter has been identified. Hasn't been. He got away without being publicly shamed at this point. But Peter is publicly identified as the one who is going to deny him. I, mean, I, can, I, can, I don't know about but I can almost feel this his, his touch and its, its as he hears those words. Not not me! So what he's doing is he contradicts Jesus. He says, no, you got it wrong. And he repeats it, no. But the others, here's the point, are thrown into this turmoil because like a not, he was the recognized leader amongst the disciples. He was the oldest. The others are basically teenagers. John was probably about 16 at that point. And, and it's, a good, it's a good possibility that Judas was an older one as well. But Peter, Peter had a wife. He couldn't have a wife under Hebrew custom at 17. So they looked at Peter. He's the oldest, plus the way he talks and the way he reads. Oh I mean, if he's going down, if Peter's going to deny them, so help well, where do I stand? What's going to happen to me? So, so there's this ripple that's going through the disciples. Peter's exposed. Now remember, Peter says what he says. And he's not making it up. He really, really means what he says. Because Peter's a very sincere guy. He means it, I and mean, he's speaking from the heart. But his words had clouds and no rain. If you know what I mean, no substance to it. he says words with passion. <laughs> that, that was Peter. It, it all comes out, but you know what comes out? There's no substance to it. So Peter, the only strength you have is in your own imagination. And Jesus took off his mask right there at the table. I think it was necessary because of the way he had demeaned the others, but he needs to face this. He's exposed. And Jesus said this, Let not your heart be troubled. That's the word I, I would given to the head Peter's head as to what was going on when he hears this. Devastating news. But Jesus gave the word to it. Let not your heart be troubled. It is a word that you'll find in more than one place in the New Testament. But but what does it mean? It actually means water that has been all spread up. The word is used for, for example, the pool of Bethesda when the waters were stirred when the alleged angel came to the water. It, it, it's like, I mean, that's the word. When you have a water, for example, on the stove and you see it boiling and it goes into this rolling boil, that's this word, trouble. I am deeply disturbed. I'm not what to do. It's turning inside of me. I'm a I'm restless. I don't know what to do. There's just agitation. It's not just happening. It's also mental. It gets a hold of your head and you can't even think straight. And, and, And definitely has a hold on your emotions as well. The word is the exact opposite of the biblical word still. Be still and know that I am God. Peace of God. that passes all human understanding. That's the opposite of this word. And add to that, add to that shame because you've been exposed now. It could be that, in all honesty, it's not just something that you've been, it could be that you're exposed to yourself. You, you see you for who you are. So so it's 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 about being exposed. It's also self-condemned. Oh I thought I was. I I feel condemned that I, I don't know what he's going to do with me. And 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 and, and now I'm I'm shamed in front of these others let them down because trouble. Notice not to put, let not your heart be troubled. Troubled. Troubled means it's not happening. You are troubled. It wasn't talking about trouble. Trouble is material and I it was happening. Peter was turned inside. He didn't know what to do with himself. It's spilling over to the others. They're oh, all trouble. Self confidence, self sufficiency. Yeah, that's pretty much Peter. You know, he, he he likes giving the impression I'm in control here. But now, with these words of Jesus, have you ever been to? something like this, but a number of years ago, Kathy and I went out to Arizona for our anniversary, and we went out to Grand Canyon. And i thought tell you what, that's a spectacular experience. But, you know, uh, we went out to the edge of of one of the precipices there, start to look down, and as you look down, it's very funny. My body... And knees get real weak. And if I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't do all well with heights like that. And, 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 and you know, I'm like, I see clouds down there. Uh, you know, it, it paralyzes me. What am I going to do? You do? Because you can't bear looking down. It Peter has suddenly looked into the abyss of his own abyss. It's like he's been sucked down a black hole, utter weakness. And, and you know, Jesus doesn't come on as like some judge, right? It was love that said, "Peter, let me show you who you are." And Peter. It's I want you to feel this, this morning, where I'm going with this. Because I believe every one of us has stood right there. And the truth is, until you have been right there, you'll never know what the gospel really is. Hello. Really, have you ever said, and, and you know, and I say, felt the word, I, mean, I am not, I was never? Maybe it's, it's a, in a game. You know, I, I look into the future and I say, I'll never be, I'll never be, you know, I, I, this is the whole self-loathing. I mean, you know, if, if you have, have you ever hated yourself? self-disgust. You look in the mirror and you went, what did that become? And I'm not talking about just beating 20 20s the night before. I'm, I'm talking about you. Along with it, there's, there's, there's fear. But the fear is Ever been afraid of yourself. I I can do it. Oh, I can do it. I can do it. And, And then the Holy Spirit Is when they get to the Garden of Gethsemane, get, Gethsemane, Peter, He's going to make a last show of it. That's what Peter's going to do. Hey, now, I, I told you, Jesus. So, so, so when he gets out his swords, you know, Peter, I have to ask myself the question, what in the world is a disciple doing with a sword? He gets him out, and he says, I'll show you. standing right there, and this one short, burly guy with a, with a teeny sword, but, oh, God. and Peter stands up with a sword. Uh, he, he, and what does he do? He acts on off one of the guard's ears. And I say, thank goodness Peter's a fisherman and not a soldier. Because I believe what Peter was doing was he was casting the rod, and he hit the oil in it. Jesus said, Oh, baby, Father, Peter. It pains his heart. You he can get that. Jesus didn't say, Jesus did not say to Peter, I'm one of you. Should and grip your teeth, Peter? Try harder. You need to be ready for this. No. That's not what he said. He said, Peter, you will deny me. I'm sorry, but there is no comfort in that. And by the time Don comes with a crow or the rooster, you'll have denied me. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to try not to do this. I'm telling you the simple truth. He said, I know you, Peter. And there's one little gal who has absolutely no interest and anything that's going on except Peter had a Galilean accent. You know what I'm talking about? It is, it's, you know, I, I sat in a, 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 in a barbershop one time as I'm, I'm, I'm getting my hair done, a lady and her son walked in she said, Hi, y'all, I'm here for my son's done. And I looked at her and said, you're from the South, aren't you? I'm not going to And so, me, I don't me. I don't close my mouth real quick sometimes. You know what I mean? So I said to her, well, can I ask you a question? She said, how come you all talk so funny? And she sighed and said, we all don't talk funny, you you? looked at him and I said, well, if we all talk funny, how come we all can imitate you all, but you all can't imitate us? I still to this day don't know why I said that. Yeah, I wouldn't be into any anyways. So, it was his speech between you. And again, the little girl in the house of the high priest had no interest in what's going on, except I, I recognize your accent. You must be one of the... And, and Peter falls apart. And he falls apart with Christ And I don't know the man. Jesus, Peter. That was the surprise to, to Jesus. Peter would fall. He would know the weakness of all his best limitations and intentions. He would know all the promises that he had made himself and God were based on himself. Peter. All of his, all of his, his, his promises. He believes that. But it's based on weakness. So he falls apart. But then Jesus kind of, well, he makes it worse. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not, let not. That means don't allow it. Refuse it. If I said to you, don't let that man in the front door... You're going to disallow them. Stand in the way. Not let it. Jesus said, let not. Let not. He, will, he speaks directly to Peter and to our choices. He says, you. Let not your. we not religious robots, people. We are called to act. We are called let not your heart be troubled. But you're coming from somewhere else there, okay? You're letting it not because you've seen something, and you see it's not I, it's Christ. Right? But at this point, Peter didn't see that, and therefore, let not only adds to the problem. You oh, wouldn't it be nice that Jesus was like this magician that could come, wave a wand over me, and as that it back, he would please me with peace. Thing is, and I hope you understand this. God's, God's answer many times brings us into a dimension I've never been in before. God's answer many times brings me into a dimension that I've never been in before. You know, we have been famous in the church down through the years of coming up with formulas. Coming up with certain ways to get God to hear our prayers, or pray a certain way, or pray in this name, that name, or in this way, at this time. That's the structure our prayer, so we're doing it with this first, and that second, and that third. And, and, and we're living in certain ways, or operating in certain ways, or doing this, or doing that. Get it, get, you know, trying to get it all set straight. Well, the Holy Spirit, he takes me somewhere beyond all formulas. I'm meeting with the living person who's going to change all of this. So, you ask the question, what must I do? I do. My answer? It's deep. Nothing. Nothing. Let me explain. When trouble is buzzing around your head like a, a nest of angry African bees, at this point we abandon all hope in our own strength. Let's say, do it. Abandon hope. In the strength of your own will, power. And instead, Jesus said, Trust in me. Where did Jesus say, Trust in me? Look through the scriptures. There's nothing in the New Testament where Jesus says, Trust in me. sure is, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. A better word for that word is the word trust. You trust God, trust me. Now, sure that makes for great reading. Well, baby, and most people know these words. Because they hear it where? A few years. But this is dealing with the absolute guts of life. Do you realize to trust Him when your heart is troubled? Oh, man. I mean, at this point, to relinquish all control, to relinquish all my plans, and just It brings about a death. I died to myself in a very, very deep way. I'm born to what was me. I'm done. Turn to your neighbor and tell him I'm done. But I don't want to say that. I want to say I'll try. I am done. I have no. I want to to report that my flesh lied to me. I have no promise left to offer God or me. I am now relinquishing all my control over my life. in the world and Jesus was there and as they come in.
1: You remember that
0: at one point then here in the story that Jesus took a towel and wrapped it around his waist in the basin and he began to go and wash their feet. It was the job of the lowest, youngest servant of the house. Which the that job. To do the wildfire. That God with us with us in Christ. God was washing their feet. He was serving and is serving us. And what did Peter say? You'll never serve me. What did Jesus say? Unless I wash your feet, you have... That's No, no, no! no. Well, I thought it was to come to the altar and serve the Lord. Let me let me say this point blank and as boldly as I can. You can't serve the Lord until you let Him serve you. I can't love Him until He has loved me. I've to use me. Use you? Really? I love to cook. And when I cook, I usually reach for a spoon. Mm. Anyway, I I, I I I just I, you know I put the spoon down. Is God to use you like you just picked up like like, like you to just pick up that like to use? And when he's done, you just Put you down again? Who is that in the Bible? It's God who serves us. And Peter had to learn, it's not me, it's not with my strength that I'm going to serve the Lord. You know, I'll I'll, I'll show him how much I love it. I'll prove to him how much I can! I'll do all these things, I'll take care of all these people. I'll do all these works. I'll feed them. I'll give to that. Never. Listen. Only when you let him kneel at your feet and serve you. Because I, I've come where you are. I've come. I can hear you. I, 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 I've come inside your loss. You get that? I've come where you are. I've come inside your loss. I've come inside your trouble. Your troubled, your terrified soul. That's where I am, Peter. I'm not outside condemning you. I'm inside serving you. I am your strength. I am your strength. It's not your strength that's presented to me. It's something you're supposed to be proud of that I'm supposed to, to thank you for. Oh, strength. I am your strength. And when you come to the end of your strength, you'll find my strength. I am your faith. You try to boast on your faith. Oh, how I only have faith. Oh, I got have faith. Hey, yeah, I'm just faith. Man, I have faith He says, I am your faith. The life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He said, in your life, in the good days and the bad days. I am your life. Without me, you can do nothing. Christianity. that we are performing to get the attention of some critical father. In hope that he'll notice me and be pleased. That's the way you see it, that's the way you and I, mean, I don't For me to live is Christ, and you cannot de- define me. And look back for one minute outside of me being in Christ. biblical word for the very core of your being. But it's not dealing with exterior stuff. I mean, why do we always focus in on behavior? the results, the outcomes. Right? You know, so many, I've heard so many messages on behavior modification. I want to say something that, again, there's no stretch here. But do you realize that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit do not seem to be as concerned about behavior as I am? <laughs> Especially for those of you who've been raised in, 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 in the church, like I've been raised in the church. You, you have to behave in certain ways, do certain things, wear certain clothes. I was thinking this morning as I was getting ready for church, I was thinking, wow, you know, not know what i I would have been freaked out to wear a shirt and a sweater and no tie and not be in a suit for fear of offending somebody in the church. And I'm here to play you next Sunday. Shorts all the way, baby. You see these guys, you'll repent at this point. So I'm telling you. But I'll say it again. God does not seem to be as concerned about behavior as I am. We judge people by their behavior. Jesus comes for the heart. You can change all the behaviors you want, but absolutely nothing changes. Say it again. You can change all your behaviors, grit, and absolutely nothing changes. It's your heart that is out. That's that that life comes from. our. Right, well. He's going to get inside you. He's going to get inside your trouble and he's going to take it to himself and be troubled with your trouble. He's going to carry it and you to death and resurrect you to new life. That's not, and it's not an external fix. He doesn't come and say, well, if you have enough faith, you can have the fix he comes inside of us. He is the faith. He's the faith that takes us to death and resurrection. And then He says, "I own your life," and we, in absolute helplessness, say, hey, "Let it be so." It's the shepherd who comes into the lostness of the sheep. It comes to where I am and sits down. Before as the sheep is. But he had come to where the sheep was. And the chair in the sheep's lostness. He's as lost as the sheep except the shepherd knows the way happens. So Peter, when it happens, trust me. Don't be afraid of it. Don't think, when it happens, I'm going to club you or something. Trust me. And wait to see yourself. Trust demands the one we trust in living is living now and immediate to us. Trust demands the one we trust is living right now and immediate to us. So, what does that mean? I'll explain it next week. Let me just say this. can't trust a dead person. Seriously, you you can't trust somebody who's dead because they're gone. I, I can't trust an absent person. The person I trust must be eye to eye with me. You do understand, trust is a relationship. Thank you for opening our eyes and maybe telling us something we don't even want to hear. But then we've gotten so caught up in our promises to you are trying to accomplish or whatever that we have totally missed. But not your heart. You believe. believe also in me. Do you trust God? Trust me. This morning, Lord, wherever life may find somebody right now, however it is that they're trying to walk through what's what's going on in their life, whatever the devastation that's come their way, that they're, that they're standing, and whatever's been told them, whatever mask has been pulled out, no matter how they feel exposed or shamed, let them know this day There's not a strength they can muster, but that they are absolutely weak at helpless, And that you come in to that trouble. You come in to that lost. and the Lord, this morning, in this place, us in you. Open our eyes.